on the Pat Miller Program. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Tuesday. As promised, sitting off my left elbow in the newsmaker chair, he is the senator for the state of Indiana. Uh, and people say, well, we have two. He is the senator for the state <laughs> of Indiana. <laughs> Might as well throw it out there. Um, no, but we've got Mike Braun sitting next to us. Hello, sir. Good to be back, Pat. Nice to have you here. I was just talking with you before we went on the air. I think one of the last times you and I saw each other for a length of time was when we were up in Noble County, uh, up there north of uh, Kendallville, and we, you and I forced our way through a very nice dinner up there, and and then I was able to to uh, interview you up on the stage. But, uh, but you were in Kendallville today. I was. Um, I uh, pledged to all Hoosiers when I got elected uh, and did that uh, even before I got elected that I'd visit all 92 counties every year. We knocked out four or five counties yesterday, and we'll do another four this week. Um, and I invited Annie Hoosier to come down to the scenic part of the state. So every Friday, you know, I do not stay in D.C. Uh, yeah. I think in four years I've been marooned there six weekends. So I come back, recharge my batteries, stay in touch with the business I built for 37 years prior to becoming a senator. And But, yes, uh, today I, uh, we were in Muncie uh, earlier in the week, and uh, Kendallville is where we started today, walk the town, see what the mayor's doing up there. And uh, been around Fort Wayne, uh, and uh, then eventually I'll start making my way back down south. Get home uh, late, late Thursday. So, so we're saying, uh, and this is your official position, that Jasper and all the surrounding areas of Jasper, that's that's the the jewel. Is that the jewel island? Is that where? Well, it's at? you know, I was born and raised there, and uh, I think the smartest decision my wife and I ever made was living away for two years. We appreciated where we had come from, and. Yep. Uh, I went through a few different uh, ideas of what I wanted to do, from being a surgeon to a lawyer to a businessman, and then not even that, it was a businessman entrepreneur, and all of that fleshed out when we both decided, when p- people couldn't figure out why, you're moving back to your hometown. Well, yeah. I had two years to figure out how good that place was. Yeah. Never regret it. Yeah, Indiana is a pretty good place. Wonderful place. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh, my mother, who now has been gone from us for uh, five years, uh, she had a late-in-life boyfriend, a terrific guy, uh, and he had a heart attack and died very suddenly. And so we all got together for his memorial services and everything, and it was in Shoals, Indiana. <laughs> now, I was born in Indianapolis. I've spent most of my life in Indiana. I had no idea where Shoals is, but you probably know exactly where it is. That's right, where they have the Catfish uh, Festival. See? Each, uh, <laughs> and that is the neighboring county. When I was a state legislator, uh, Shoals was part of that district, and uh, I served uh, three years in our state legislature, but uh, prior to that, 10 years on our local school board. And a kind of a fun story was you always wonder how you get started and you end up becoming a U.S. senator. Well, I remember distinctly, I lived in one of our rural districts that comprised the Jasper School District. And I was listening to my wife uh, fending off another kind of request to get involved in our local community. She has done that and just given her heart to it and made the right decision. She shouldn't have done one more thing. And then I heard, well, she's fending off a request to be on the school board. And I was kind of taking a little delight and having her navigate through that until I heard her say, well, wait a minute, maybe my, and I said, no, please, not husband. Yeah. And yeah. she said, my, my husband might be interested. She did the political pivot. I couldn't yell it off at that point. No. I said, let him know. I'll think about it. Let him know on Monday. 
and it was really one of those places where you don't know if it was some type of guidance you were tweaked. I said, yes, I'd do it. And what a place, looking now, where school boards are arguably yep. the most important entry-level position in public service. Well, and you could probably do more at that position that affects people directly, them and their children, at a school board almost than anything else. Well, when you look at what's trying to be orchestrated through school boards, Mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes it's not uh, the school board members aren't necessarily the ones you'd want representing your school board. And back then we weren't wrestling with masking kids and critical race theory. It was generally a disciplinary issue or a spending project. So it's even gotten more complicated but more important. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so, um, really not any huge surprise to me when the announcement came out from your office here several days ago that you, in fact, were going to entertain the idea of being Indiana's next governor, which I thought was kind of proper and amazing. And here's why. Uh, you know, people talked about how Donald Trump was the right man at the time for him because of his business acumen. He doesn't just know the epithets of all the uh, stuff to say, but he understands. He he knows where the bread is baked, and he knows what goes in. Because of you and, and all of your history down there in Jasper, in Du Bois County, and with the business that you built there, very successful, uh, to where now um, it's going to be in your family for generations to come. But when you look at that, is is the reason that you decided you wanted to step in because not maybe not just you as a person or a personality, but you with your background and your understanding of the business acumen, you are what's right for Indiana right now? Well, and I sometimes answer that question generally because they'll ask, well, how did you build a successful business? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, number one, it took 17 years when I left Probably what would have been a better job. The company I left is now the largest kitchen cabinet company in the U.S. Wow. And the guy that hired me, another entrepreneur from Jasper, I'll never forget, he said, uh, your hometown boy with a good education, you stick around here 10 to 15 years, you might run this place. Fair enough offer. Because when we decided to come back, I gave up a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. that would have taken me on probably an itinerant type life. So... Did uh, that for three years and then was anxious to have my own opportunity. And my dad had a half interest in a little kind of wobbly company that sold mostly to farmers back then and was trying to find its way. And I'm so rambunctious to do it. I did leave that job. It was a $3.2 billion company now. Probably wouldn't be sitting here this evening. Wife and I moved back to Jasper to raise a family as a priority, too. Blessed with four kids. Three of those four run the business now. But I was anxious to do my own thing. Took 17 years to turn that wobbly company around. Still with 15 employees, I was wondering if it was ever going to go. Well, patience, perseverance, uh, aptitudes important on most things only gets you to a certain level. Then your judgment and your willingness to take risk are generally the differentiators whether you do well in whatever you pursue. Yeah. So when I knew that was scalable, I then spent the next 20 years taking it from a one-location business to a, a kind of a regional business to where now we have locations in 40 states. Two of my sons came along. One of my two daughters did seven years ago, the American dream. And through all of that, common sense, judgment, willingness to take a little risk, 
and then uh, doing things maybe a little different from your competition, I think benefits you in any uh, form of uh, pursuit. And I relate that to politics as well. When I ran for Senate, I kind of considered it the same way. Mm-hmm. I pledged, you know, I'm a big believer in term limits. Right. We need a balanced budget amendment there as well. Someday, hopefully, we'll get it. Everybody campaigns on it, gets amnesia when they get out to yeah. D.C. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Why is that? Why is it when you raise your right hand to take the oath of office, when your hand comes back down, 30% of your brain goes away? <laughs> well, you're, you're uh, raising that hand to uphold the Constitution. Uh, it's a little different from what you've campaigned on to uphold the Constitution. Yeah. And I'm one that who's raised in a way you don't borrow money from your kids and grandkids. Uh, and that is what we've been doing uh, for over two decades. It's been right. Democrats and Republicans. Yes, sir. And they they roll us. They're unapologetic about uh, spending money and borrowing the money to spend. We say we're fiscal conservatives and then get rolled generally because I do believe defense is the most important thing we do right. for the federal government's main responsibility. But I want to hold it accountable with budgets, uh, with doing audits. We talked earlier, you know, the Pentagon recently did an audit of their $3.5 trillion in assets and could only locate 39% of them. That is an example of waste, even in a place where the highest priority is being put to use. All of that needs to be fixed. I thought it was going to take more than just an additional term to do it. Mm-hmm. It probably would take three decades because the system runs on seniority. Right. And no one seems to be paying attention to that kind of stuff. You can help set the agenda. You can stick your neck out a little bit as a governor. And I really believe the solutions of this country are going to be crafted at the state level that may rub off someday at the national level and at least can be pursued by other states pursuing what best practices are, what best governance would be, and tackle four or five problems here that we need improvement on. You know, when, when I look at governors like Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis, right now it seems like some people would think the only thing they deal with is immigration. Now, it is a big issue. And it's the big issue that all of the federal government is looking at and all of America is looking at. But that's not all that they do. Um, when I look when I look at you, this is just you and me talking here, okay? We're still sitting over a steak and a baked potato, okay? Uh, but when I look at you, in my mind, you are very much cut from the same cloth of an Abbott and a DeSantis in that it's no frills. What you see is what you get. If I tell you this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And I really think that's what the state needs. I mean, when you look at the state, uh, as opposed to starting a business, you're taking over a business. Are we okay? Are we in good shape? One of the largest employers in the state. There's 60 to 70,000 state employees. Yeah. Did we do the right thing? Are we doing the right thing, not spending more than we take in? Are we doing the right thing and trying to return tax money to people here in Indiana as we can? Are we on good footing there? But is there more that can be accomplished? No doubt about it. And again, the same principles apply. Uh, In building a business, you're confronted every day with little decisions, either or. Right. You better make those almost all the time correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to have some uh, now and then decisions that are significant that you better get most of them right as well. And occasionally, you're going to have to make uh, decisions that are kind of make or break. And if you get decent at that ability to size up the situation, take the risk then to do it, and navigate into that right direction without getting in a cul-de-sac 
often, mm-hmm. uh, you're mm-hmm. going to be okay. And government is actually easier because in the sense that in a business, you're trying to thwart competition. You've got generally three, four, five other entities that yeah. want to do a better job than you do. And here in government, the taxpayers give you the resources. Uh, by gosh, just make those right decisions so you don't squander them. Pick out four or five things that we need to do better at. Have the willingness to stick your neck out, take a little risk, craft maybe new ways of doing it. And let's just look at all the agencies that make up our state government. Yeah, There's probably a little bit of room for just improvement generally. Right. And normally we're getting folks that get steeped in that background of being career and politics. They've never run anything. They've never had to take that risk. They've never had to make ends meet in the same way. So uh, that's why I think I can probably come back be an entrepreneurial governor, Mm -hmm. uh, know how to set the agenda and maybe get the legislature to buy into it. Uh, And Indiana is is a state that is actually in pretty good shape. That doesn't mean when we've got the highest health care costs in the country that we can't weigh in on that. Of course, then you're taking on the biggest lobby right. uh, in the state. Same way you'd be doing it if you took it on out there. Uh, education is about two-thirds of our expenditures. Between K-12, through 12, a little over 50%. Post-secondaries are probably another 15%. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we're spending all those dollars well. Yeah, um, And I will, I think, have the kind of the background that will enable me to navigate through that and make take us to that next level. Yeah, don't and don't you think that with your business acumen and your business background, uh, you know what it's like, you can come out and say, here's what I want to do as governor, and then you're able to stand in the pit and throw punches and do what you need to do and bob and weave through whatever people or organizations or companies try to throw at you because you know what your ultimate goal is, and you've done it in the private sector, you've done it on the floor of the Senate, now you're going to do it at the state house for the benefit of all of Indiana. Don't you think that gives you a bit of a heads up? To me, it gives you that best background that I think most governors would benefit from. And then the benefit of when I did, uh, I can't remember if I told the story here, but just a you earlier, but when I got on the school board, you know, that call came into my wife. Oh, yeah. And she kind of shoved it, did the pivot. And that is how I got involved in public service. And she was just too busy to do it, said maybe my husband would be interested. And I let him know on Monday that I would and spent 10 years on a school board. Arguably, what an important place, you know, to be putting emphasis on is in your local school board. So as you finish running before you're inaugurated, should you be elected then? I need to get Mrs. Braun onto the program, uh, you know, at some point yes. and, just, and just say, ma'am, you do realize um, – all this is on you. So. <laughs> and I think she would acknowledge that. And uh, she, by uh, doing that, uh, and she would, she does so much for our community. And uh, she's been her own entrepreneur uh, for 44 years in our hometown as her only job, a home accessory and gift store. So uh, Isn't that we've exciting, both been blessed though? there. The, 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 the mentality that helped you build you know, in your $3.5 billion or whatever, the same mentality and the same perseverance is what has guided her. That's very rewarding. It is, and uh, she uh, did that with herself and one other employee and now has somewhere, I think, around 10 to 12 employees at 505 Main Street. So it was right there on Main Street, USA. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, best of luck to you. Uh, let let us know how your travels across the state take you. It's a little difficult to run for office while you hold an office. 
but uh, hopefully you'll find ways to break out of uh, D.C. a little more often and to get home and to uh, to get around and see the rest of us. It, it Even if you're not running for governor, it clears your head to get out of D.C., doesn't it? You know, like I said, I've stayed uh, out there, I think, six weekends, twice for uh, impeachment, uh, once for the CARES Act once for Amy Coney Barrett, and a couple uh, budget dust-ups. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness I made it onto the last plane that was able to land in Indy on December 22nd, or else I would have been one of those individual marooned oh, man. by the weather, and I would not have been in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would the lovely Mrs. Braun. Well, sir, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it very, very much. We'll talk again very, very soon. As always, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Podcasts by Federated Media.